0: Hey, Liam back for the Early Education Show's last update from the 2016 Early Childhood Australia Conference. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to the first two episodes, I'd really recommend doing so. Lisa has brought us some great interviews from Megan Mitchell and Geraldine Atkinson from Snake in the first update. And in the second update, you can hear from Red Ruby Scarlet, Tonya Goddard and ECA CEO Sam Page. For our last update, we're going to hear from two of the attendees at the conference on what they've learned and experienced. And then we've got a wrap up from Lisa before she straps herself back into the plane South. As with our previous episodes, these recordings are being done in less than ideal circumstances. So apologies for any audio issues that may crop up.
1: And now I'm here with Lynette Funnel from Lismore Preschool. Lynette, tell me about you know the, the conference for you. What's been the highlight of it?
2: Oh, look, it's been amazing, Lisa. Just the opportunity to come here and um, be amongst all these other professionals and educators from right around Australia, um, listening to such amazing keynote speakers as, as Murray Arts. And just, I guess the whole vibe of the place is just amazing. It's Mm. been great doing some networking and um, picking up some extra ideas and information from other people. Um, Just a great, great networking opportunity and a beautiful city.
1: (laughs) And as we know, New South Wales preschools are the most underfunded preschools in Australia. How have you actually managed to afford to come here?
2: I've been supported by um, my centre as well. So we we did a bit of a half-half. Um, on other years, I've actually been really lucky and managed to get a scholarship, but I was actually supported earlier in the year to attend another conference. But I was really determined to get to this conference. So um, my preschool was great, my committee and my director, and they supported me in coming here and and, and I kind of filled in the gap. <laughs> so it worked out really well for all of us,
1: yeah. It's really sad, though, that as an educator, you've got to pay for your own professional development, especially when, you, as you've said, it's been so important to you to actually come here. Yeah,
2: and look, I guess for, for, this, for this conference in particular, it It was particularly expensive because it was so far away. Um, So I guess generally if we had a a much bigger pool of professional development money, that would be great in an ideal world. But I also believe um, as an educator, I'm pretty dedicated to try and come to these things as well. So I do feel well supported by my preschool. But in a perfect world, yeah, it would be great to have this huge pool of money. Maybe like long daycare at the moment. I don't know, but it's great just to be here. I'm really pleased to be
1: part of it. And if if there's one part of your practice that you're going to change in your service as a result of being here, what would that be?
2: Oh, look, I think I'm taking lots back, Lisa. I guess for me what's resonating um, is Carla Rinaldi and her amazing way of of being present and being with children, I think reinforcing that. And also Maria Arts thinking yesterday about... um, Again, linking that being present with children, but actually um, always being aware of how your presence is with children and responding to them. I think that's some amazing sharing to, to reinforce what we're doing but continue to look at better
1: practice all the time. For sure. Yeah. Okay, thank you very You're much welcome, to talk Lisa. to the Early Education Show. You're welcome. And have fun for yeah, the rest of the Lovely to conference. see you here, Lisa. And bye-bye. <laughs> Good morning. Well, it's morning while I'm recording this in nice and sunny, almost hot Darwin. And I'm here with Renee Giles from Sutherland Shire Council. And I've asked Renee to talk to us because she went to a session yesterday that blew her mind. And yesterday she gave me a really impassioned rave about it. So I've grabbed her today and say, said, give it to me again on tape this time. <laughs> so, Renee, what was the session? Okay. It was around transition to school
3: and preparing children to become global citizens and I just walked away and it was a young teacher who just inspired me because I just saw her stand up front of the room with I think there would have been at least 60 people in the room. She's never done it before and for her to be able to express herself with so much passion within the industry was just remarkable and the way in which she just absolutely captured our minds yesterday and it was just so thought provoking and it really made you think about your practice. I so what up did to her at the end and yeah. said, right? Um, that was just fabulous, and she was just so in awe of everyone's, um, I guess. Reaction. Reaction at the end. So, yeah. um, and I walked up to her at the end and said, oh my goodness, I need to be in touch and you could really inspire so many
1: of our staffs. So. Oh, that's mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. So what was it that she was doing in transition to school that was so different? Or... It was more about how she really talk, thought about the language that
3: she was using and she used just one example that she gave was she was talking about peace with the children and empathy, um, but when she started talking about it, she realised that they didn't really understand those terms and wanted them said oh it's a piece of like it's a piece of cake and another one said oh well it was like my mum says peace and quiet and she actually made her really think well I actually need to go a lot deeper than this and she um just spent a lot of time really thinking about the language and immersing their culture of what they wanted to do and they worked as a team with the children rather than an us against them kind of approach Um, and they looked at gratitude journals and they had like little post-it notes, just simple things but the way in which she expressed it just made it so real and you could see the connection. So one of the things she talked about is um, she saw two children at the end Um, after a period of time that they'd implemented a number of strategies. And one little boy seemed a bit upset and she said, what's wrong, Johnny? And he he said, well, my friend over here, he's not doing the right thing because he's not helping us and he's not helping to pack away. And so she just said, I felt like after everything we'd done, the children could really express themselves in the language that we'd used and, um, you know, make a difference and work as a team. So, That's that's an amazing thing to hear that, yeah. So... And where, what state was she from? Uh, New South Wales. She was from Gumnut um, Early Education Centre at Macquarie University, I think it's called. So. Oh,
1: that's incredible. Well, thank you very much for sharing. How's your conference been so far? Oh, fantastic. It's yeah? been
3: a really great experience.
1: What's the best thing, you know, about conferences for you? I think the opportunity to come and
3: network with so many different people from the industry and just hear the latest things that are going on within the industry. We've come away. I've got nine colleagues with me, and so just the team building alone, just for my own um, services, has just been fantastic. Um, but just... Yeah, hearing all the latest and greatest stuff is just been fantastic. And how and many me, services but, does your shire actually operate? Uh, we've got 11 early education centres and family daycare, as well as before and after school care and vacation care. Yeah. So for me, I'm quite removed from the day-to-day operations, so to be able to immerse myself in three days has just yeah. been fantastic.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for Thank talking you. to us, Renee, for the Early Education Show podcast here from Sunny Darwin.
0: Thanks to Lynette and Renee for sharing their conference experiences with Lisa. If you'd like to do the same, please, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter. On both networks, you can find us at Early Edu Show, or just search for the Early Education Show. We'll be back with a regular episode next Friday, but on behalf of Leanne and I, I'd like to again say a big, big thanks to Lisa, who while in the midst of trying to actually enjoy the conference sacrificed a lot of time to bring us these interviews. She's done a fantastic job and we hope you've enjoyed her work on this series of bonus episodes. I think it's only right then that we give the last word to her, so stay tuned for her wrap-up and final thoughts. But from me, until next week, goodbye.
1: OK, so it's Lisa Bryant and this time I'm just here by myself from ECA 2016 conference giving a live update for the Early Education Show. And you know what? I am furious. I am beyond belief furious. All day I've been talking to people, and I haven't taken all those conversations to um, tape, unfortunately, but I've been talking to educators from across Australia about what they've got out of this conference, about what they're going to take back to their services to the children in their services about how they're just going to change their how they're going to change their practices how they're going to improve upon their practices at their centres at their services because of things that they've learned here at this conference by having access to international speakers to experts and having access to each other so they can share Practices, so they can look at people's poster presentations, so they can hear what somebody, you know, when someone from you know, a small community in the Northern Territory hears what somebody's doing from a small community in Western Australia, that kind of learning, that kind of exchange is just invaluable. And it's children that benefit out of that, it's children that get that sense of, you know, that will get that improved practices from those educators. And I'm talking to people from peak organisations, although there's not as many of them represented here as there has been in previous years because funding's so tight. I'm talking to people from large providers. I'm talking to people from the various parts, from governments, from the various parts that make up our sector. And I'm hearing about what they've learned from the conference, about how they'll change what they're doing. I'm hearing people being sparked and inspired to go back and start advocacy in different ways. I'm hearing about people being sparked about just different things that they can do in the world of early education or education and care. And I'm furious because a lot of people are here at this conference because of funding through the Long A-Care Professional Development Program. I'm furious because a lot of the educators here have, have paid their own way, or partially paid their own way. And I'm furious because that funding runs out, and there's no further funding for funded professional development from any gov- or from the commonwealth government for the first time in, in decades and i'm wondering how they expect this sector to survive when we Survive on the smell of an oily rag when most services have budgets that are cut to the bone. How will conferences like this continue to happen? How will people continue to get the inspiration from each other and from experts without funded professional government, uh, professional development? How short-sighted of government? They can say that, you know, yeah, this sector should fund its own professional development, but the fact is we can't. And unless that funding comes from government, unless that commitment to the work of educators with young children continues, then events like this are not going to be able to continue. And you know what? That will be a shame. It will be more than a shame. It will be a damn shame. And so that's why I'm angry. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that there's a plane going over their head right now cutting into my recording for this podcast <laughs> high plane <laughs> I'm angry because educators deserve better than this and governments need to understand the value of events like these and professional development in general thank you that's Lisa Bryant and that's over and out from SCA 2016.